Scott and Paul Show, episode 20. This is another quick in and out episode. Eh, it was kind of my fault this time. But we cover everything as quick as possible. Um, Nintendo Direct, new Ghostbusters trailer. Don't hate us too bad. Um, uh, I don't quite remember everything else that we covered, but it's in there. So, it's Gun Palsha. Show episode 20. Hey, this is going to be another fast paced, action packed show, unlike Dan at Street Fighter tournaments. Hey, yes, I talked <laughs> to Dan today. He's ready to come back one day soon. We'll see. Because guess what? WrestleMania is actually coming to Orlando. They finally figured it out. And Scott and Paul's show is going to go to Orlando next year. Dan's down for it. Mark Scott. it down. Get your shit packed. You're going. Mark it Hope down. We are going. Shit, she'll want to go. She has to see John Cena. Uh, well, she's going to have to get her own tickets because I can't pay for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so it's official. WrestleMania is going to go to Orlando next year, Sunday, April 2nd. Or first, I think it's then the Sunday, April, April second. So Scott, Paul, and Dan's show will be going to WrestleMania. Now, if Dan goes, and I can actually get off that weekend, and if I can afford it, <laughs> so we're definitely going. <laughs> <laughs> but credit so, cards for everybody. Woo, woo. Yeah. And I don't know what Dan's schedule is really going to be like, but. So, as of right now, Scott and Paul show will be there. That being said, um, there was a Nintendo Direct. We're just going to do games first. I think that was the most we had on the notes. So, yeah, there was most... a Nintendo Direct this week. Um, kind of came out of nowhere. You only had like a two-day window before they actually said, hey, guess what? Nintendo Direct this week. Everybody get ready. There was really no huge surprises. Like, guess what, fuckers? We're going to have a NX at uh, E3 this year, so get ready. But um, I don't have an actual, this is the order that we announced everything. So we're just going to go through kind of a quick, these are the, the ones that stood out. Um, Star Fox Zero, I think, was actually the first thing they talked about, right? I don't know. This is actually the first one I haven't actually watched. Was still st oh, by the way, hi Scott, how's it going? I just read all the cliff notes on the um, Nintendo Direct. I have not actually watched this one. 
Um, pretty good. Uh, I'll find out tomorrow if I have AIDS or fucking, well, HIV or, um, hepatitis. Well, that's a bombshell, isn't it? Well, at work, I got exposed to a dirty needle by some people that made some mistakes. So I'm now stuck in, in the, uh, wonderful world of blood test. Ye freaking ha, <clears throat> but I'm not too sore about it. Make it more sound more exciting. Scott was walking down the street and he got hit with a dirty bomb. It was an IED. Yeah. An inmate it was with shrapnel, hat. man. Yeah, cut themselves and cut me. That's what that's my story. Yeah, no, not shrapnel. really. No, it just dirty needles in there and shit. That's what happened. Um, people weren't following protocol, apparently. And uh yeah, so that's all I'm gonna say about that. Turn up your mic. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, and Star Fox Zero will be one of the launch titles. So they didn't have, they haven't pushed the date back. Uh, try using it on Google. Yeah, I'll just talk louder. This fucking technology shit. My brain's already rotten from yeah. disease. But <laughs> here, I'll just move the mic closer. How's that work? Zero, zero when it comes to the fucking zombie outbreak. Yeah, is that better? Yeah. The um uh one of the surprises they announced was a um tower defense game for yeah. that that comes with I forgot the name of it. But Star Fox Guard. Yeah, Star Fox Guard will be coming problem. with Star Fox Zero. You can buy it separately if you do it digitally or a bundle pack, but if you buy the actual physical copy of the game, it comes with it for free, right? Was that the deal? Yes, it's a pack-in. So I like tower defense games. I haven't played one in two or three years, though. So I only play, I mean, I've only played a few. There's something to pass the time with for the most part. I mean, not like get involved with. I've never played one that's really knocked my socks off, but I mean, I like them. Scott scared the hell out of me when he said that. Ooh, tower defense for Star Fox. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, he thought that they overhauled the game to strictly tower defense. Well, it's got a little bit more unique approach. Um, what I've seen, it looks like you have like multiple screens or cameras, and you can tap on to bring up different sections. But hey, I might be wrong on that. That's what it looks like to me. I haven't watched the video. But they have brought back, which, um, or they've not really brought back, but just like in the old Star Fox games where you had branching sections where you can either go in the easy section where you go straight ahead from mission to mission to mission, or you can take the alternate route and go to a more harder difficulty. So they've brought that back. Uh, it looks like a Star Fox game. Also, if you use your goddamn amiibos, you can <laughs> uh play with the R-wing from the original Star Fox game. Sweet. I love Star Fox. Um speaking of which, um if I don't get a text from Daniel this week, I'll know he does not listen to the show cuz he's going to be like, "You got hepatitis?" <laughs> 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 like, "No, man, I do not." I don't think 
Uh, I, I have, I did tell him that he must come back to the show because you've been marathoning Fuller House, and he said, "Why is he watching that show? Why not? It was amazing, and I made it through all thirteen episodes. God, and God. what a freaking dick tease that show was at the end. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. We'll talk about the greatest show ever made later. But but um, along with um, back to Nintendo. Well, did they? Well, what was when is Star Fox coming out? April, April twenty second. Did they give a uh, price for it yet? Sixty. It, fuck. Yeah, regular price. They have. And, it does look like they've overhauled the. Um, well, not overhauled. I'm not gonna say overhauled, but they've slightly improved the graphics. So I did actually watch some video. I just didn't watch this, the guard video. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you're going to pay digital, yeah, you're going to pay 60. But you, I can hook you up for 48 for a physical copy. Well, I mean, I, I have Amazon Prime. I can do it, too. But we be able to get it for 48? Uh, it's uh, 20% off on Amazon Prime. No shit. Yeah. When do they start that? Oh, we, we talked about that one time. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I get points. <laughs> <laughs> if we were on video, you'd see me smiling at Paul. Like, come on, man, bottom line, so I can get the points and buy shit cheaper. <laughs> yeah. I get points, bro. So I have that elite level, I think. Um. All right. So yeah, some- Star Fox looks better. Yeah, there are some updates coming to Super Mario Maker and Splatoon. That is what it is. There is a Pokey Tournament. Pokken. Pokken Tournament. What the fuck ever. I'm not a Pokemon guy. But it actually looks like it is a legitimate fighter now. It looks good. It does like, look good. I'm my, my kids like Pokemon. Hint, hint. But anyways, yeah, I'm actually kind of swinging to the dark side on this whole Pokemon thing. My kids wanted some cards, and we picked them up. We've fooled around with them, but we haven't really committed yet. Um, but anyways, Pokemon tournament, I guess it's supposed to be like a Tekken reference to the way it's written. Yeah, it, it does look like it, it's it, the font is very Tekken-like. Wait a minute. Doesn't Namco make this? Um. It might be a Bandai game. Well, Bandai Namco Entertainment. Yeah, I, I say this is. Yeah, the game combines elements. Bandai Namco Entertainment. So uh, the producers of one of the top achievement fighting games, the Tekken series, true to his legacy, the game brings tight gameplay and incredible controls to never-before-seen battles between Pokemon. Um, the game is designed to be enjoyed by a wide range of people, even those who never played a fighting game or the action before is easy to pick up and play. Um, in single battles, you will play against the CPU and you choose from three difficulty levels where everyone from beginners to advanced players will enjoy the challenge. This game looks really good. I watched some YouTube video. I have not watched the direct, but I watched some YouTube stuff, which may have had direct footage. Game images on the TV gamepad screen during local battles will be at 30 frames per second. All other battle modes will 
be 60 frames 60 frames per second i guess slow clap on that that's pretty neat actually but you know here's something interesting for the collectors out there first print wii u copies of the game will be packaged with a shadow mewtwo amiibo card which will immediately unlock the character for use yeah um so the card mm. as soon as i saw this i was actually interested in picking this thing up yeah um are my kids like smash my kids like street fighter this is definitely closer to street fighter but has a lot of stuff they like from smash as far as characters and stuff so um yeah i'll be picking it up probably day one <clears throat> if you want that card you're gonna have to do it on day one Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, a new Kirby game will be out, Kirby Planet Robot. It will be out this June, I believe. It's uh, June tenth. It is. Um, it looks very much in the vein of Kirby Triple Deluxe. So, if you enjoy that game, it's a 3DS game, by the way. Um, yeah, one of the things I've seen some people complaining about for Kirby is some of the abilities are locked to Amiibos. And there's, what, four or five new Amiibos coming out specifically for this game, which, I mean, shit, for the Amiibo collectors, sweet. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't bother me because it's, like, one ability. Like, you tap the Amiibo and you get, like, access to, like, the UFO ability or something. So... It's not like huge chunks of the game locked to the Amiibos. It's just like the ability. That's pretty much it. But you have access to most of the abilities outside of those four or five. Yeah, that's Nintendo going. That's It's DLC is really what it is. Yeah, it's just better that it's a small amount of DLC rather than something huge like a whole section of the game. Yeah. I only so, have one amiibo, but it, that's it. Which one do you have? Um, I have a Kirby amiibo, a Japanese import Kirby. I have an extra fox in a box. I said I was going to give you sometime. I really need to do that. Yeah, I have the Japanese. Smash Brothers, Kirby. Um, I hey, that's it. I have one. It's just because you like. It. It's just because like you like Kirby. Yeah, I mean, that's... see, I just like all things Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of Amiibos, I got my Twilight Princess HD, and I got boxed with the Amiibo and all that, and I got uh, Mega Man Legacy for 3DS boxed with the gold Mega Man Amiibo. Well, I mean, I was the same way with comic books. I'm, I'm only going to buy what I like. Yeah. Oh, I've got a Jigglypuff up there, too. Where the hell did that come from? Anyways, I got the Fox on a trade, and I and I actually did buy an extra copy of the mm -hmm. Shovel Knight. So and that's the only that, one I've intentionally bought an extra one. And, of course, Nintendo is going to make you buy all the games that you already bought before on Super Nintendo with the uh, Virtual Console games. Um uh, yeah, and it's only for new 3DS. Yeah, 3DS XL. Uh, so that's right kind now, of a Pilot bit. Wing, Super Mario World, uh, F Zero. You know the um, well, um, 
There's a there's a big list of what's going to come out, isn't yeah. there? The uh, Super Metroid was the only one that has not been out yet, and I think is the only one. But they have this have a mode called um, Pixel Perfect. So it's nice, but you got to pay seven dollars for it, and only in Japan is there a discount as of this moment. I you know the things that did i don't understand nintendo of america like <laughs> nintendo japan, yeah nintendo of japan which i don't understand any of the nintendos but anyways at the very least nintendo of japan you get cool collector's editions pack-ins you get discounts on these upcoming super nintendo games in europe you get pretty cool like physical editions of games like they got um fatal frame for Wii U in a boxed edition, yeah. not just a regular, but it was like a collector's type edition. They get uh, Star Fox Zero in a pretty cool looking collector's edition. So and I do, I've said it before, I like the slim style that Nintendo goes with with their collector editions for the most part. But I mean, the biggest one I out of the Wii U generation has been, looks like Wind Waker HD. Um, but yeah, I mean, they get cool stuff. Nintendo's is like, in America is just like, yeah. Um, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, they have had some cool stuff, but I mean, it's been forever. It's like when they had Club Nintendo, you had the uh, the last cool thing. I the last thing that got me excited. Sorry, I turned away from the mic. Was the uh, the Luigi's Mansion little statuette thing? That was kind of cool, you know. But I don't know. Sorry. Hopefully, this new Nintendo account can tie some of this shit up. So I don't buy the virtual console games very often if they're on sale for two or three bucks maybe because i've got them all physical and i still have my stuff hooked up so uh before i forget it's not in the notes um gunvolt is on sale right now for i think ten dollars that game looks pretty neat because um gunvolt 2 is coming out um this summer for fifteen dollars so um and speaking of your nintendo account that is up right now so go ahead and re-sign for it and you can pre-register right now for mimoto mitoto or where the fuck the name of it is mitoto uh, go ahead and pre-register for that now um it's very difficult to fucking find any of this shit so the best way to do that is go to the uh, nintendo direct site on nintendo.com they have a nintendo direct and right at the top is a related links and you have a pre-order star fox hyrule warrior legends and then it'll have a mitomo pre-register and then of course once you try to pre-register it was it will have the um new nintendo account bullshit on there so just do that and you can uh register your account with either your uh your your Facebook account, don't do that. Uh, your Google account or your current Nintendo account, because you'll have to redo it with your current account. So um, go ahead and do that. Um, the, the last one we'll do, because everything else is basically the same, but the uh, Mini Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge. <clears throat> A new set of... 
Amiibos will be coming out for this, of course. Um, the yes. game itself is free, and you will be buying uh, new Amiibos for this in order to unlock levels. Well, well they don't, you don't unlock levels, but each character will be fighting in his own level and get his own level for it. Um, however, you can use other Amiibos that you have. So you don't have to actually purchase another Amiibo to actually play this game. But it will not use any of the Amiibos that uh, any of the characters are in the game, like um, Mario and Link and whoever the fuck else is in there. It will just be some generic, no good, worthless piece of shit character. It's just a generic fighter in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think this is not the game Nintendo needs to be trying to build amiibos around. Uh, who? Amiibo challenge? Yeah. I mean, it's not. I mean, <sighs> gameplay is king, but I don't know, man. Well, Mitomo is gonna be the one that changes the world, Scott. You know it. Yeah, I, I really. Did you sign up for that yet? No, not yet. I'm gonna try it out, but I'm not really excited about it. Well, it's, it's it's for the show. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna do it. I'm just saying. Um, thing about making the amiibos a core part of it like this—that's that's gonna be a difference. But I mean, shit, dude, they've got to be approaching fifty million of the bastards out there. So I mean, why not? I can't blame them as a company. This is. Uh, uh, I, I can see doing this because it's a free game. Yeah, Never I guess you're right. That does that is a pretty big perspective change of perspective. I guess it is a free game. I guess that's what that dollar sign and zeros meant. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I just wish that they would spin the freaking development making like a Mario RPG, and then if I put my Bowser on there, I may have said this in a previous show. Put Bowser on my gamepad, and then he he it's like a summon spell, and he comes out and just unleashes hell on my enemies. Yeah. Either way, um, this seems like this is a reoccurring theme of this show. Um, Microsoft is closing down the Linehead Studios in the UK. Additionally, they will close down Press Play Studios in Denmark and Sunset Development on Project Knoxville. Of course, with Linehead Studios UK being shut down, they will cease development on Fable Legends. Uh, I've never been impressed with Fable. I mean, they've had some good ideas. They're not bad, but I've never been impressed with them. This is going to be one of those things where right now, with every game costing millions of dollars, you can't do it. It's, I mean, game budget's 50, 60, 70, 80 million dollars. I mean, that's that's part of the problem. Mm. It's usually for stupid extraneous bullshit. So, yeah, uh, I somewhat enjoyed the first fable, but I never finished it. Uh, according to who was this? 
During a press conference in San Francisco, Phil Spencer said that universal Windows platforms and common development platforms that allow apps to run across Xbox, PC, tablets, and smartphones would be central to the company's gaming strategy. And then uh, they went on to basically say that Xbox, uh, Microsoft to unify PC and Xbox One platforms ending fixed console hardware. So what do you think, Scott? Uh, you think this is actually going to happen? That the day will come where they basically just rip out the back ass of the Xbox and this basically we're going to get what we wanted. I mean, I'm open to it. Shit, I'm not, you know, we mod PCs. We put jumper packs into their 64s, by God. So, um, if it's easily accessible and they're doing tiers, right? Like, if they're going to release an Xbox One, then maybe you can get, like, another version that's got a little better specs. I don't know if Microsoft has figured out what they're really going to do or not. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. It's fucking Microsoft, dude. I mean, the big thing about these these game or these consoles, I can't see. I mean, you're gonna be able to switch out your RAM if it does go that route. Would that be it? The big discussion I saw about it a couple of days back was that they were gonna have like you would have multiple SKUs, SKUs, and you would have your base model Xbox, and then you'd have your like better versions. So that but developers would have to which they're doing it already with PC games. Yeah, they build PC games, but they got to build them with what if they're doing a cross-platform port, they got to build it with the lowest specs available. Yeah, Windows So it's not really going to change. Yeah, it's not going to change much in the development cycle in my opinion. Is it going to add a bunch of freaking cost to Xbox gaming division? Yep. <laughs> so, uh, absolutely so I mean your system better be badass if you're going to have an upgrade and try to sell I don't know an Xbox One Elite console rather than a con- controller it better pack some beefy ass hardware that smokes PS4 plain and simple Yeah. and no exclusives just don't just don't fucking do it yeah, Spencer went on to claim that uniting Windows 10 PC and Xbox One ecosystems has meant that there are now more Xbox games in development than there has ever been before. He also stated games division within Microsoft is working to provide experiences like cross-platform games between different devices, as well as giving publishers the ability to sell a game on one platform that will then be available to consumers on Windows 10 devices. In other words, purchase a Tomb Raider on PC that will then get you on an Xbox One version. I mean, being able to play backwards compatible forever because you're, you know, the ecosystem. Yeah. <sighs> Until PC they change it. has ever been in the company. Yes. Windows is a critical franchise. Over 40% of people running Windows 10 are playing games. You want to work hand-in-hand for our partners to make sure we have the best platform ever. Well, the best platform that we can. Um... Um, yeah, it's It's going to be the different versions. I'm sure of it, but I mean, I, I mean, it doesn't bother me. I'm not going to upgrade every year by any means. 
you know, um, I would still be, I probably still wouldn't upgrade every five years, probably. I mean, hell, I'm still running my main PC is 2008. So, and I mean, I could afford a gaming PC, but uh, a new one, but I'm just waiting. I'm waiting to see what stars or not stars. Yeah, Star Citizen is going to be like. But either way, um, what the hell is flying around in here? It's a damn wasp invading my home in March. Yeehaw. So, anyways, uh, they, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a bad move. Well, is this to me as Xbox One becomes more like a PC with Microsoft releasing updated versions at regular intervals with more powerful processors and graphic hardware. So they're uh, gonna build they're gonna build a Steam environment based around Windows yes. universal Windows application. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to build a Steam environment that you can play on your console, which is what your Steam machine's supposed to be. Um which yeah. they, they got the mind to do it. Uh, Rocket League had a Batmobile update, so if you want to play at the Batmobile and Rocket League, go for it. It came out today. Hoorah. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda was delayed until next year. We all knew that shit was going to happen. No yep. Man's Sky got a release date. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. It June will be 21st. releasing on PlayStation 4 on June 21st in North America and June 22nd in Europe through retail and digital stores on six for 60 bucks. And PC launch will happen June 21st. Well, I'm excited. I just really hope this game's what it's hyped up to be or yeah. close to it. Um,. And Nintendo, there's a rumor going around that Nintendo is funding Beyond Good and Evil for a NX exclusive. Well, that's a good, I mean, that's a good call. They need something. They need something. Might as well do that Eternal Darkness sequel while they're at it. Uh, they can't. No. That's owned by Rare. That that would be a Microsoft exclusive. Oh, I thought. No, Rare owns Eternal Darkness. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. Uh, Scott's gonna buy Dead or Alive Extreme Three for the girls. On to movies. Um. Silicon Knights was the developer. Oh, Silicon Knights? Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, well, there's I no way Rare would have. But who owns Silicon Knights? Didn't it get bought out? Uh, I don't know. Silicon Knights was. Now they're they precursor games. Bankruptcy in May 16th, 2014. Yeah. So who owns the rights to those games? Well, wasn't the guy that did Eternal Right Eternal Darkness the one? They had a kick, they had a Kickstarter, didn't they? Oh well, we're running out of time. Uh, yeah. You talk, I'll look. Uh, on to movies. Um. It's a nice little tie-in here. Assassin's Creed is, has already gotten greenlit for a sequel. 
the first movie has not even been released yet, but the uh, producers have already decided to go off a sequel just because of the, the little picture that they released of Michael Fassbender. Um, got such good press, they decided, hey, we're going to go ahead and put out another fucking sequel already. Um, I would not be so quick to jump on this. Assassin's no. Creed is, it could make a really good film, but it can make a really shitty film. Yeah. I mean, Tomb That's Raider should have been a really good film, but it was a really shitty film. Yeah. And um, easily fuck up Assassin's Creed. Well, it's, we'll see. But they already got a sequel announced. <laughs> It'd be funny, like, if um, they sent out all the prints of Assassin's Creed and it was fucking fucked up, like, yeah. 10 minutes in. It's like, ah, oh, look, the bugs even got their movies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Honor Schwarzenegger could return to the Predator franchise this year. Or whenever comes out. All that. And people are like, oh, it's stupid. I want to see Arnold fighting a Predator. Well, just because he's in the movie doesn't mean you have to really fight it, fight it. I mean, I'm not expecting him to try to bitch slap one again. But the idea that maybe he spent the last 30 years searching for answers and has never encountered a Predator, this is just me speculating what I would like to see. That uh, would be Schwarzenegger cool. said during the uh, Honored Sports uh, Festival in Ohio, uh, quote, I haven't talked to Shane Black yet, but I'm going to meet with him for lunch sometime soon, just as soon as I'm finished with the uh, sports festival and The Apprentice and all this stuff, but I will get together with him. If there is any news, we'll, of course, let you know right away. There's also a meeting coming up soon about Conan and the project moving forward. Yeah. Thing is, like, box office-wise, Arnold's not going to bring much to a Predator movie, I don't think. Maybe a little bit, since he's attached to it. Well, uh, Maybe in China. He's got China locked down. I don't know. Uh, you know what? Give me I old man Schwarzenegger. You know. Predator one time. Finding out some of the mystery of the predator, I could I could check that out, but you know I mean, Shane Black's writing, so well we'll, we'll have to see what I mean. Is is Shane Black wrote this in mind with Arnold? That makes a big difference. See, if it didn't, and then they got to go back to the drawing board, you're going to fuck everything up. But if they did write it with Schwarzenegger in mind, that's that's big news. Yeah. Uh. J.K. Simmons will be Commissioner Gordon in. Uh, I don't know if that, well, this is not really a spoiler. Oh well, we already fucking did it now. Uh, J.K. Simmons will be playing Commissioner Gordon in the Justice League. I'm excited. I, he needs to be hired by Marvel to be Spider-Man guy again. <laughs> Spider-Man guy again? You mean J.J. Yeah, J.J. Jameson. J.J. Yeah, Jameson. Um, the best performance of all time is owned by this guy. Is J.J. Jameson? Period. He was awesome. Uh, so now we know that uh, Commissioner Gordon is not dead, unless in Justice League, it, his flashbacks, maybe. I don't know. It could be weird, but um, I don't know what the fuck's going on with those. 
movies, but whatever. So he is um he is Jay Jonah. Uh, God damn it. He he was Jay Jonah Jameson, and now he is Commissioner Gordon. So he's he's got those roles locked up. Uh Gordon Levitt has exited Sandman Sandman film because fucking Warner Brothers has no idea what they're doing with anything, apparently. Um, yeah, when a comic book fan of Sandman walks <laughs> as the lead actor, you know they're not fucking respecting the material. Eva, yeah, when Neil Gaiman came on as executive producer... And um, the same material changed hands when Warner Brothers shifted the entire caliber. Uh, I'm trying to see what his exact reasoning was why he left. But he um, he did not say why. He, he just left. I can understand. I can figure out why <laughs> why he left. But um, essentially, in, in a couple of tweets, Neil Gaiman said. Um, why he he gave his um reaction to Gordon leaving. Um, for me, what's important is a twenty five hundred pages of Sandman, not a movie that may or may never happen. Reminder for the curious: I don't own Sandman. DC Comics does. I don't choose who writes scripts, the director, producer, or cast. I very much hope so. I would love to work with um, Gordon Levitt. So um, some more. He's smart, honest, and really nice. And for the record, my respect for Gordon Levitt. He is undiminished. You need to know him was the best bit of the last round. He's special. Um, this is a warning to anybody, any creative talent out there. Never. For any reason whatsoever, whoever you are, if you are a comic book writer, never sign a deal with Warner Brothers to do anything with your books. Because they will fuck you in the end. That's what he did. Yeah. It happened to Neil Gaiman. It happened to Alan Moore. Do not work with Warner Brothers. If DC was completely separate... And had no tie-ins to Warner Brothers, Time Warner, you will be fine. It's fucking Warner Brothers who will always just fuck you right in the ass. That's the problem. It's always been them. It's their fucking parent company. So, uh, you just cannot get away from it. No. I, I mean, they'll have the occasional movie that goes against the grain and is good, but... They just always fuck their, their creators. Yeah, they do. They're bad. So, yeah. They're really, I mean, fucking Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman. Granted, I never really liked anything Neil Gaiman does, but I respect the hell out of everything he's done because of the influence it has. I would just give him money, and I would find the best talent and say, go fucking make your movie, dude. If you're happy and you're and you're making the movies that everybody wants, God, you're gonna be bankrolling me. How fucking yeah. stupid can Warner? Oh, wait, never mind. 
They can we, be really we, stupid. How many examples do we need to give? Of I this? saw Batman and Robin. I know how stupid they can be. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man reboot film gets actress singer. Who is this, Scott? You're hipper than I am. I'm so fucking not interested in this piece of news. I could probably just. I'd I'd rather just skip yeah. the even worse news. Fucking well, that, whatever. That might be good news. I don't know. I don't know who she is. I don't watch Disney shit. Uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Let's just go ahead and lose every fucking. Uh, we are women haters, I'm sure, for this piece of news. I don't hate it because of the women. I never. That wasn't even the thing that crossed oh, my fucking mind. Accused of hating women. Because Until like 30 seconds in when I was realizing I didn't like it, I was like, great. There's no way I can dislike this because it sucks. It's clearly because there's women in it. Did your wife watch the trailer? <laughs> for about 30 seconds. <laughs> She's like, meh. The problem is, is the trailer, and it's not the damned women. I mean... And you know, I'm not exactly Mr. Diversity when it comes to whining about, okay, not so much whining. Yeah, whining. Whining about race and all this stuff in movies. But the one black actor you have in the movie, and she's a streetwise punk-ass acting thing. I mean, couldn't she have been a scientist? Yeah. I, even that jumped out at me, and I'm usually pretty hard to convince. That yeah, the, the one person who isn't a scientist is the stereotypical black woman yeah i, I don't mean, know nothing about science but i know new york yeah, yeah it was terrible man i was like holy shit you know i laughed at the shit chris rock was saying about like um yeah will smith got robbed not being in the it was a it was a crime or something that will smith wasn't in the oscars for concussion or whatever the hell the name of the movie was but it was also a crime. He got paid for $20 million for Wild Wild West. I was like, yeah, it kind of sums up a lot of it. And then I see this. And yeah. I, I I have to support Will Smith, at, at least on there's some questions to be asked. I, I mean, to me, I don't think that people were like, oh, man, I'm not voting for a black guy in the movies. But at the same time, you turn around and you see roles cast like this. Like he, like Chris Rock said, is it is it freaking murdering and lynching racism? No. Is it we can't see past stereotypes to cast anything? But I mean, the same time this terrible movie was stunt casting. Yeah, I mean, I've always held the fact that this movie from day one, they should have just gave these four girls their own franchise and not called it Ghostbusters. Because the minute you called it Ghostbusters. You attached them to this franchise and everything about it. If you would have just gave them, all right, these four chicks, just go out there and, and hunt ghosts. The minute you attach Ghostbusters to it, you fucked yourself. Yeah. You're stuck in that world. You're stuck in that ecosystem. And everybody's going to be hammering you for it. Yeah. Because fanboys hate fucking change. Yeah. Plain and simple. I admit it. There are things that I've hated about movies that was silly, but I don't care. I want to see it sticking close to the source material for most things. But this, uh, the streetwise stupid shit, now they'll be saying I hate black people. No, I think it's a travesty that she was cast in a fucking role the way she was. But um, I would have made her, a, I would have cast the black woman as a southern redneck fucking race hater. <laughs> <laughs> And, and they say, now what? But anyways, 
It, it's it, yeah. you would have done like uh, Chris Rock when he was the uh, blind KKK member. Not Chris Rock, but uh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, Dave Chappelle. I mean, but it. Wow, what a freaking huge step in that direction they took. But anyways, let's talk about the trailer itself. I, I guess they want to. They want. They want to go. Remember in uh, the first Ghostbusters. Um. I guess they want to say like, well, we had one black dude in there. He wasn't a scientist, and he didn't show up to like sixty minutes into the movie. We did the same thing. He had one line in there when he said, "I have seen shit that would turn you white." That was the only line that he said that was had anything like that. But he never said anything that was like, "I don't know nothing about science." Exactly. Yeah. He never, thing, he never did anything like that. When he was on screen, even as a kid, I wasn't like, oh, look, a black guy. Yeah, he, he never acted like He wasn't that. written like that. Now, Hudson didn't act like that. No, now, if you want to say, you know, maybe we should have cast him as something else, absolutely. That's a valid criticism in my eyes. But he wasn't written as some stereotypical ignorant black person. He was not written as that. He was written as a, as a, as a, as a good down-to-earth guy that was, uh, you know, courageous even though he you know he got his hands dirty but he was scared to do it but he did it anyways you know so i don't know this this is this is trash in my i mean it's the trailer doesn't serve any of this justice for the new movie and it has nothing to do with the females to me and and like they were were saying on um hollywood babylon this week um It's a badly cut trailer as well. It is a horrible. That's cut that's my issue with it. It's like Washington Post is talking about how people hate the the title of the article is "People Hate the Ghostbusters Trailer," and yes, it's because it stars women. And so I gave the article a, a, a little browse here, and they put up some tweets and that people were saying, and one of the Ghostbusters trailer got me excited. A little kid that hasn't happened. Um, one guy liked it. Another guy says praying, but not without much hope that the new Ghostbusters is an awful lot better than that trailer would suggest. Clearly, that guy hates it because the women. Um, and then they go on to compare um, the likes and dislikes of other trailers. Superman versus Batman has a pretty large proportion of likes to dislikes but they have had some good trailers for that movie um but they've had some bad ones too you know there were some other movies they brought up um that's not one to load now but they were movies that i'm thinking well no these had good trailers <laughs> you know there's there's a different now, i haven't seen the trailer for gods of egypt but gods of egypt have more likes than dislikes whiskey tango foxtrot i haven't seen the trailer of that same thing angry birds movie had more likes and dislikes that's not really fucking representative of who's clicking like on angry birds because i guarantee it's eight-year-olds okay the boss i don't know what the fuck it is x-men apocalypse it's a good trailer and it has women in it ghostbusters is not a good trailer it doesn't fucking set any fucking uh it doesn't set up anything which I, like i said i don't want a trailer to reveal everything they're fucking, they're, I know there's ghosts. That's it. Yeah. I know there's ghosts and a fucking stereotypical black woman acting like a fucking moron. As, so. as, as of right now, you've had 21 million 
784,214 views. You've had 175,937 likes, 385,200 dislikes. Uh, and then they're talking about the comments where people, women are just incapable of being funny. What a terrible idea. Feminists for the world. Should it be in the kitchen? And it's, it's, a, it's a fucking example <laughs> of, yeah, it's an example of the fucking uh, vocal minority is what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I think most of your average mature fans of film will look at this fucking trailer and be like, what the fuck? This, it's just a collection of stupid scenes. And that's what I saw. Yeah. This well, this reads thing. like a fucking Holly, Hollywood playbook. Well, and like they said um, on Hollywood Babylon, when, when you have the joke that's been said a thousand times in the fucking trailer when someone gets hit like a frying pan across the face and he says, oh, that's going to leave a mark. How many fucking times have you seen that joke? Yeah. And you put that in your trailer for uh, this reboot? Seriously. Yep. <clears throat> I, I mean, I'm a, I, I don't know. They're not going to, they're not going to, I mean, I might be surprised. I mean, like I said, trailers aren't always indicative. And, uh, but I didn't see anything that made me interested. I mean, I was, my interest peaked about 30 seconds in and was dead at about 35 seconds in. So, yeah, well, yeah. to be fair, there's been three trailers for the Batman and Superman. We've seen two out of three that were good. Yeah. I mean, there's a quality does play a part in people putting likes and dislikes on fucking videos. Yes, there's some assholes on there fucking hating, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of them. But I wonder. I wonder what was the movie about the the singing movie that was really big, and they made two of them in the last couple of years. The Disney thing? No, the one that had the all female cast, mostly female cast. <clears throat> um. Anyways, I bet that I movie has more likes than is. fucking dislikes. No, no, it's not that. Oh. It doesn't matter. I'm the. I'm betting that movie has more likes than it does dislikes and it stars pretty much women. So you took a fanboy loved fucking series and gave a boring ass fucking typical Hollywood shit trailer to it. Yeah. It's all because of the women and there are haters out there because of that, but yeah. Well, this thing now I guess it's next year you're going to get an all male cast. Oh, I can't wait, man. I'll like that automatically because there's men in it. Said new hetero ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think that I think it's just a lot of shit being it's the Washington Post. I mean, if you're liberal, that's cool, but there's far left liberal and they're just far left. So, uh, uh, New Japan is going to be getting a, um, they plan on having a tiger mask anime. The original uh, manga ran from 1968 to 1971. Um, eh, it is what it is. It, it's fucking tiger mask. Uh, 
do we want to rush through NWA this week or do you want to do it next week? Pitch Perfect is a series of movies. Pitch Perfect, yeah. Yeah, there was two of them. And they made money. So, $17 million budget, $115 million box office. There you go. I bet they have more likes and dislikes. But anyways, moving on. Um, back to wrestling. Sorry, it was just driving me freaking nuts. Um, Citrus Bowl in Orlando will host WrestleMania 33. Sunday. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, We're doing update. this shit. Hold on, I will, I will update the doc. I did not put up the new one yet. Um, and I love Florida. I watched the Owen Hart, the post Owen Hart death Raw, the May twenty fourth, nineteen ninety nine one. I watched the first. 40 minutes of it waiting for Paul to switch his phone from do not disturb to disturb so we could do our podcast. But um <laughs> man, Mark <laughs> Mark Henry's poem that he wrote for Owen Hart was just epic and man, that was wow. What a shame, man, to have to die over something so silly as a damn equipment malfunction. Okay, we're updated. So, all right, then we're updated. Fires up while I'm loading up. I feel like I'm on fucking dial up on this laptop. Uh, um, we NWA for March 8th, 1986. It opened up with Arn Anderson and Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes and Ron Garvin at a house show. Uh, you had a, um, Bullshit finish with uh, Dusty was in the ring with uh, Ric Flair. Ron Garvin snuck in and cold cocked Ric Flair with right hand. Ron Garvin walked outside. Dusty got the pin. And honestly, I swear to God, I was watching this in my break and I was fucking pissed off at that finish. 30 years later, I'm watching this and I was fucking pissed off. Yeah, hands of stone, ye fucking ha. All right. So, all right, Scott, take over. So, all right. Uh, teaser of a title change, but they're making us wait. What was the title change? I just watched this before the show. The national just, TV title. Tolly Blanchard? National yeah. heavyweight title. Yeah, so they're making us wait for the national heavyweight title. So, anyways, uh, promo with Ron Garvin. Now he's an electrician, but he cannot pronounce electrician. <laughs> I'm an electrician. So, um, what was he? A truck driver and then a fucking carpenter. I'm a carpenter. carpenter. I've been next driving week, around now. Next week he's going to be the dough guy at the pizzeria. Okay. So, anyways, he's a Rob fucking Garvin, Renaissance man now. Yeah. Whatever. Um, versus Tony Zane. Tony Zane, a new lightning grid. Ron Garvin mixed his moves up a little bit, but another that, it's still Ron Garvin. What's up with the lightning grid they got now this week? I don't know. I know in the previous episodes, did they say now on WTBS or in the bottom right hand corner? A TBS Superstation, I think it was. TBS but Superstation was that the lightning else? grid they got now. Holy shit. Yeah. Someone paid the lighting bill because it's fucking bright as hell. It looks like shit. Yeah. 1980s, buddy. 
So, okay. So Paul Jones and the Baron promo. Um, the feed of strength was for Jimmy Valens. Is this because Ron Bass has disappeared? Yeah, what's up with Ron Bass? I think he went to start working for Vince McMahon now. So they completely okay. dropped the, the so uh, they had story dropped line. their fucking storyline halfway through. All right. Barbarian versus Bill Tab. Um, holy shit. <laughs> I know he gets assistance when he presses Bill Tab. It's still fucking impressive. Yeah. Because Bill Tab can only really give him assistance with his hands. The lower half, I get I'm assuming he stays like st- stiff. You know, he makes his body stretch out so the guy can press the bottom part easier. But damn, dude, the dude is ridiculously strong. It's not the only great military press that we see. We got yeah. a good one later that was fucking amazing. Um I would you know, if we was gonna do feats of strength looking back. I can't believe Dusty and them that wasn't like, you know what, let's have a animal and the barbarian just lift wrestlers. <laughs> so it was great. Um, the match was standard barbarian fare, but it's still pretty impressive. He about, he almost whiffed on one of his boots. He kind of went lopsided. Thought he was going to fucking fall on his ass. So, but I mean, you know, it was just standard mid eighties barbarian stuff. Um, Jimmy Valiant promo. He's calling out the foreigners, man, and somebody's banging his old lady, but he it, but he misses his best friend because his best friend. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea what this fucking promo was about. I me either, but I did laugh when he said, you know, some guy ran off. My best friend ran off my lady, and I miss him. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody in the crowd knew what the fuck he was talking about. Yeah, I, it was it was the promo was just completely off the wall. I don't know. He talked about the foreigners and. And the Russians and everything. I mean, I know they're beef. They have a beef, but he didn't really go anywhere with it. This is a throwback to the Paul Jones promo where he was saying that the test of strength was originally for Jimmy Valiant. Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. They, they're just they damage control, man. Yeah. So, all right. trying. So, we got Leo Burke versus George South. A decent match. These guys knew their craft it's george um, south man yeah well i mean Lou burke looked pretty good too uh, I, I guess they, they were saying on uh brian and Vinny show that this is who uh bret hart a young young bret hart used to work with all the time up in canada so yeah i mean i was surprised yeah then you got a promo with the brand new national heavyweight champion jj dillon and those two uh, think, man, they love them some fucking Dolly yeah. Blanchard. What's awesome is you have that in the notes, and like I was watching the show, and I could have spit my soda out when I saw this. I was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> they are gorgeous!" So, <laughs> yeah, they're very, very nice looking young ladies. Yeah. So, um, Pistol Pez is it Pistol Pez? Yeah, Pistol Pez Wally. Yeah, versus Art Pritz. It's a little longer than I anticipated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it got a little boring. Pez is good, don't get me wrong, but Pritz really wasn't giving him a whole lot, and there was no selling the punches repeatedly. And, uh, I mean, so it was just kind of meh. The flying headbutt finish was kind of cool, but because he think- backed him off the rope, and then he jumped up and hit him. But Promo with Pez, Pe- uh, it was a, a- – Pistol Pass promo where he just 
I think he just goes out there to put over Dusty. Yeah. Oh, back to the Pistol Pez match. Yeah. He pulled off a um, uh, pinning combo from like high school wrestling, collegiate wrestling, and I they the ref was getting down, measuring the shoulders, just like he was doing a high school wrestling match. I don't recall them doing that any other time, so it just kind of stuck out to me. But he went into the whole wrestling, the old school wrestling, um, late in the match. I guess he needed a rest. So he put him in a couple of pinning combinations, but that was something you could tell Wally knew how to freaking wrestle because he popped it fast, and the guy on bottom rolled right into it. It was a modified half chicken wing deal, but if you've ever wrestled, you get that one. Um, promo Jim Cornette, typical Cornette promo. It was the big uh, Midnight Express intro, is what it was, as usual. Yeah. Um, I. I Cannot get over Jim Cornette's freaking energy. It, I mean, he's just ridiculous. Uh, he still has it today. If you ever listen to his his like Collins when he calls the show, I've listened to it a few times. Yeah, and then that leads into Midnight Express versus Brody Chase and Mike Simani. Brody Chase fresh off his horrible match he had with Ric Flair, and yeah. this is <laughs> the fucking Midnight Express doing their. What, what they've done last week, beat the living shit out of the props. Yes, they did. And actually, I hate to say it, but uh, Dennis Condry grew on me a little bit this week. He's He's been improving. Like, he was really playing the um, the crowd. He was playing the crowd with the, the bully act. Yeah. He was he was just – he was he was pretty good. Um, so – Fucking Bobby Eaton with the damn neck breaker on the concrete again. <laughs> yeah, man. He must hate these fuckers. So Bobby Eaton it was hardcore before there was hardcore. That's all I'm saying. Bobby don't fucking play around. Like, it's a good thing someone didn't say, hey, let's do table ladders and chair matches. Because that would have <laughs> been the first fucker diving through that shit. So here's to you, Mr. Eaton. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the, the greatest match probably from the last – well, since, since the uh, uh, well, since the uh, superstars on Superstation show, we Dusty versus no. Well, when was the um, no since last week? No, when when was the uh, Dusty? Um, not Dusty, but the uh, well, no, yeah, I guess the, the Magnum um, Iron Match. Did we have that? About two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Magnum and Arn. Didn't we have that match? No. Arn. Arn and um Ron. Wait, who did Magnum worked the main event against somebody on here, didn't he? On the regular show? Yeah. No. Arn Anderson did against um Well, he worked Ron Garvin, but there was also a uh It was it was Magnum worked somebody on here. You sure it was Magnum? Yeah, because Flair worked Ron Garvin, and then Magnum worked um, Ole. He, he worked Ole. That was last year. Okay, yeah. 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 Uh, but it was Dusty versus Tully. They saw, like, the last 10 minutes of this match. It was a good freaking match, man. Holy shit, this crowd was fucking hot. Uh, they should have been. It was a great freaking match. I mean, it's it was good. It was very good. Um, I was very surprised when um, Tully hit the slingshot on Dusty. And Tully is fucking amazing. That tells me two things. 
Tolly Blanchard is strong as fuck. And Dusty Rhodes is a hell of a fucking wrestler to help get over. Because, I mean, the fucker is, <laughs> I'm sorry, but he's got to be 270, 280. Bullshit. He's, he's not 300. You, I bet, yeah, yeah, he, he's he's a solid three. I wonder how tall he is in real life, or was. Not his build height and weight, but his actual. Dusty make hay, fabe. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm 280. Bullshit, Dusty. Your suit weight is at least 310. He's got to be. He's got to be. He's got to be 300 plus. I'm betting he's sick. He's over six. If Hulk Hogan was 310 pounds, Dusty had to be at least 300. Uh, Hogan wasn't 300 pounds. You can knock 50 off of that probably. I bet he was 270, 260, 270. Uh, I, I know his build weight was that, but see, it's, it's it. people that grew up watching fucking wrestling can't judge height and weight. <laughs> Three oh three, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I, Hogan's what build is six foot eight, six foot nine. Uh, Hogan was six, six seven, three oh three, but he was doing a lot of roids back then. So, um, muscle. Yeah, but even even the, yeah, I know. But you look at like the bodybuilders of the era; they they weren't even hitting the two sixties at that point when they were. Uh, they might have been 260s, 250s. So I'd say Hogan was probably topping out at 250, 260 because he is taller than most bodybuilders. He's around 6'7", six, 6'8", six, I think, 6'7". But Dusty, the finish was, was... It was like shades of lure and flair. Well, what happened shades. was Dusty... They they brought out the gimmick, which you know you knew they would. Flair was doing commentary, and he's calling it right down the middle because Flair never cheats. So he, he's talking about what a great worker Dusty is, what a great worker Tully is. So JJ, okay. sorry, to, what? Take it back. We're on celebheights.com. And we're getting the six foot six figure. Hogan's so I could believe three hundred pounds at six foot six. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to, to mention something. Rock and Roll Express came out because they're fucking assholes. Yeah. Attacked Rock and Roll Express. Double teamed on poor Jimmy Cornette. Did the drum double drop kick, tossed him out. Then we had uh Dusty versus Tully. Dusty Rose put himself over as the only man to ever kick out of the slingshot suplex because of the fact that, look, if Dusty's going to lose the belt, he's also going to kick out the fucking slingshot suplex. So Dusty kicks out of that. Uh, JJ reaches into his trunks, his uh, jacket, pulls out the gimmick. Which is a pair of knucks, climbs on top of the on the apron. Here comes Dusty. Dusty comes in there, grabs JJ by the throat. Um, JJ tosses the knucks into the ring. Tully 
was it yeah Tully grabs the knucks goes for him i mean it's it's what happened after that i can't remember okay so he he puts him on it looks like he doesn't even get him on right like he's struggling to get him on right but um he throws the big wild punch at dusty dusty ducks it Tully ends up outside the ropes takes another big swing at dusty dusty Ducks it goes for like a back body, no, a back suplex. He goes for a back body drop. He, he throws no, no, no. He he tosses him outside the ring. He gets outside the ring. Yeah. Player gets up from commentary. Throws him back inside the ring with the knucks on his hand. That's when he picks him back up for the like back drop. So that's when Tully holds his arm up in the air so everybody can see once again he's got the gimmick in his hand. So everybody in the arena can see it because we don't have a giant fucking Titantron anymore. Slugs Dusty right in the fucking face, knocks Dusty out. One, two, three, it's fucking over. And then you got your new champion. And the crowd just was crushed. Crowd was fucking crushed. Everybody was just, oh my God. It's... And then I don't remember if they started beating the shit out of Dusty or not. Uh, Flair come in with the belt while. Um... Tully was struggling. I think he was struggling to get the damn Nux back off, too. Um, and Flair and him stood up. Well, I didn't really see him go after Dusty. They may have been supposed to have sold it and just didn't sell it, but they were just handing the belt off when um, Babyface, whatever the fuck her name, Baby Doll, baby runs doll. over and started hitting Flair. And she knocked Flair into the corner and she was like laying into him. No, and JJ the whore, Dillon, she went after fucking JJ and she smacked JJ across the fucking face. And then she jumped Flair. Yeah. Then JJ then, fucking grabs her by the hair and slams her like a fucking sack of potatoes. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. The crowd went fucking nuts. When, I mean, they popped a little bit. When she started smacking on JJ, but when she went after Flair, they, they went unglued. fucking crazy. Yeah, they did. And then so. the horseman, that's when JJ threw her down on the ground. And then Flair climbed the top rope just to show her this is what it's like when you climb Space Mountain. He wasn't going to do anything else. No, 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 no. He just wants to, this is what it's like when you climb Space Mountain. Art Anderson and Tully Blanchard were merely pinning her and stretching her out in front of him so that she couldn't get up and hurt him. Yes, he was like, this This is like this is what you would look like when you're prone on the floor. I'm, 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 and then this is what it's like when I'm on Space when you're on Space Mountain. And then here my god that crowd was fucking hot as hell yeah that was that's pretty good and then here comes magnum and the rock and roll express and then the fucking crowds jumping up and down grown men and women crying armbar houston was in there yeah fucking armbar motherfucker can bear crawl like a damn ninja and he was <laughs> going like seven miles an hour at least yeah it was fucking sweet well, they're, they're trying to sell this guy they're really trying to sell Sam Houston. They're trying to put, include him in all this stuff. I'm I'm sure the first thing he'd do is put, put somebody in an armbar as soon as he gets in the ring. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I mean, they the crowd was into it. But then promo with Dusty and Baby Doll, and he references the hard time speech, um, which I don't know if that's happened yet or not. I don't mm -hmm. remember which. But either way, he uses the phrase hard times a couple times. 
And he's talking about, you know, hard times getting harder and whatever. But the great part is he yanks his fucking shirt off and unzips his pants. I'm like, this is about to get real. You took my belt. <laughs> you took my dignity. Why don't you yeah. go ahead and take my clothes? You took everything else from me. Here, yeah. here take it. Yeah. Baby doll don't know what, what else to do. So she's just walking around picking up all his fucking clothes. She's taking off. Yeah. It's cut, cut straight to commercial. So... Then Magnum come out and he, at times I couldn't even understand what Magnum was saying. I don't know if he was drunk or <laughs> he was just trying to talk too fast. Um, but yeah, he had the brand new U.S. title, but I couldn't understand a lot of what he was saying. He said he would give up his pay to, to wrestle Nikita anywhere, call the Kremlin or something like that. Um, I did pick that much up, but Nikita made more sense than Magnum did tonight. So... <laughs> um, then we moved to Carl Styles and Bill Mulkey versus the Road Warriors. Interesting fact. Interesting fact. I looked up Dennis Conjury, and his last match he wrestled was in 2015 versus Bill Mulkey. Wow. Yeah. Um, I was super surprised to read that. So the, it was like Mulkey October. Still working? Well, Bill Mulkey is. So at least he was in 2015. Maybe we can get a match with the Mulkey brothers. We can hey, what's even funnier is Dennis Condry looks damn near the same. Because <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a 60-year-old man when he wrestled in the 85, 86. So, anyways, of course, the Road Warriors, they roll in. Dude, they're tagging before they're even doing their next move. Um, but Hawk picks up – Bill Mulkey's the skinniest one, right? The smaller one? Yeah, he's a sickly one. He snatches freaking Bill, or Animal snatches Bill Mulkey up and presses him before Mulkey even has a chance to assist. And boom, Mulkey. I mean, it's with speed, dude. It was with speed. It was like he overpressed 40 pounds, overhead pressed 40 pounds. It was unreal how quick he slung him up. And then, if that wasn't impressive enough, um, he does it again. And then throws Malky like completely across the ring. And Malky, he rolls over and he tags. He's not selling that he's going to lay there and pretend to be hurt. This <laughs> motherfucker is hurt and getting the hell out of the ring. So he tags in Carl Styles, And Carl Styles is probably 250 or 220, 230 pounds. He steps forward and Animal body slams him. But he snatches him up like a parrot snatches up a toddler to beat their <laughs> and then just body slams him through the mat. And it was just like, gee, many freaking Christmas. They they definitely had a hard style. But they, I mean, they smashed him, obviously. That's what they do. Yeah. But I, it's just watching Hulk in prime athletic shape. Hawk, I mean, not Hulk. Hawk. Animal. Uh, an animal. It's just, it's a treat. Was was that the uh, press slam when he picked up the Malky and just threw him straight into the corner? And he's like, God damn, tag me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. uh promo of Ivan and Nikita. Uh Ivan's good on promos, but Nikita's like I wish somebody would have told Nikita, you know we, you got the accent down, but make it a little bit more understandable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean you can't make out anything he's saying hardly. You Maybe make out Magnum that, when he says it. That makes me a better heel. <laughs> Rock and Roll Express versus Bob Owens and Larry Clark. Rock and Roll did a lot of leg holds. 
Yeah, I about fell asleep watching this one. Promo Sorry. with Ric Flair. Flair's promo was fucking awesome this week. As usual. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember really much of what he said on this promo, but. Uh, he was bragging up the other wrestlers was the biggest part of it. But, yeah, I mean, he just, his ability for the one-liners, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not telling anybody anything they don't know about Ric Flair. So, um, the thousand, you can get your suit custom made like this. It's only $1,100. <laughs> yeah. That was when he closed with it. It was only $1,100. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to jump back to Bobby Eaton. He yeah. walks over and high fives fucking Davy Crockett in the middle of his match. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking amazing. <laughs> I, to me, other than the, the, the highlight of the night was the Tully and Dusty. After that, it was Bobby Eaton. Yeah. And to a lesser extent, Conjury, he did pretty good. That was um, a great suit that Flair was wearing, though. Yeah, but back to the suit, that was nice for the 80s. Um, I'd still fucking wear that today. Fuck. Was it last week that Flair had that pinstripe suit, or is it two weeks ago? Was last, I think it was last week he had the pinstripe. That was nice. Uh, Jimmy yeah, Garfield versus a little bit. Rocky King. Um. Jimmy Garver's match was not that impressive, but he didn't really have a lot of time. Nah. But, uh, his fucking pro- well, during the match he was calling out uh, Wahoo McDaniel from I don't know why. Well, I haven't from seen like nineteen seventy five. Huh? <laughs> from like nineteen seventy five. Yeah. We haven't seen fucking Wahoo McDaniel on here for no fucking reason. Uh but his promo was fucking awesome. The man gives a good promo. And you really want to punch him just because of his ring outfit. Oh, yeah, that, that fucking he so sequence. To fucking hate with the little gloves up on his elbows. I was yeah. just like, Jesus Christ. But his, his fucking promos, fucking great. He was. Jimmy's promos were always good. And um, him and Crash was out there. And once again, he, he was talking about how you know, he wanted to come out there. And he had he had to apologize because of the uh Walton McDaniels is not out there. He he wanted a great match, give everybody a challenge, and guess what? That the ugliest, meanest, baddest ass engine ain't out there. He didn't call yeah. him an engine yet. I know he eventually he does. He caught him an engine, but yeah. Yeah, but I, I I know he does eventually. I don't know if they're gonna cut that out, but I know yeah. he does. He um and he kept making out with uh, Precious. Yeah. Way, they got married in 1972, and they're still married today. Wow. It's pretty impressive. And they, they're in wrestling. Amazing. Sorry. So good for Jimmy Garvin. One of the few who actually made it. Same thing with uh, Tommy Dreamer and Beulah. Jeff Jarrett and his high school sweetheart but she passed away of cancer mm. at, after being together for forever mm. so i mean they're they're out there <sighs> black bart versus dr x horrible match horrible thing yeah, it was bad promo with road warriors hawk basically talked about um uh uh well um about eating pussy <laughs> well yeah, he said that he's pleased more women with his tongue than Ric Flair has with his body or something like that. What was the line? It was something like that. And then he cracked on Ric Flair, uh, you know, his shiny 
clothes, jewelry, and all that shit. And then, and then, tongue like a foot, uh, hawk, uh, flicked his tongue. Yeah. And the girls in the audience were like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they were, I figured they were fucking packing up and <laughs> getting the fuck out of there before he raped everybody. Because <laughs> not everybody knew this shit was uh, scripted at the time. Promo so. with uh, Magnum TA. Uh, th- this is when Magnum, somebody, I guess, gave him coffee and he woke up. He started yelling again. Yeah, it was another one. It's time. Uh, Baron Von Rusky versus Mike Jackson. Baron won. That's all we need to say. Promo of Tully and JJ. The greatest match of all time. That's That summarizes JJ Dillon's lead up. He talked about PWI, talking about it was one of the greatest matches ever. And he said, no, it is the greatest single match of all time. Yeah. So, yeah. It was a pretty damn good match. Yeah. I have such a new appreciation for Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard's just so average looking as far as in comparison to the most wrestlers. And yeah, I remember when him and arm were in the WWE or WWF at the time. And I mean, I did, they were, they were good, but they just didn't stand out. I don't know. When you got Art Anderson stands out because man, motherfucker, I watched him wrestle every Saturday for 15 fucking years. <laughs> You know, Tully, I just saw in the WWE, really. I mean, I caught him off and on a little bit when I was really young on TBS. But other than that, I only recall him in WWE until I started watching this again. Just just a few little things here and there. Yep, Tully is amazing. Didn't He is a damn enough, good wrestler. Didn't, did not give him enough credit when we were younger. No. His flair just outshined everybody. Yeah. That, that's, well, that's the thing. But glad we're doing this show now to give the people credit that we should be given credit. But uh, that is it. Next week we will... Um, I don't know if what's coming up next week. Uh, we will do Ring of Honor next week, we swear. Okay, that's it for the show. We are done. Goodbye. Later. Later.